0: oh my god they're talking about me this is awesome <laughs> welcome to unscripted with kirby hossaman and bill petrie in this weekly podcast kirby and bill talk about the world of marketing branding and promotional products unscripted is available only at promocorner.com the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry now here's kirby and bill And welcome to episode number 120 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always the Admiral of Advertising Week, Doctor Kirby Hossam and Kirby, how the hell are you today?
1: I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. You know, it's uh, it's an interesting time with a senior this year, and um, just every you know how it is where it's like everything is the last time. So everybody's mm-hmm. making a big deal about things that uh, I don't. I'm not sure are that big a deal, <laughs> but it's uh, it's good stuff, and I'm in a good mood. How about you?
0: No, I get it. Um, having twins, everything is both the first time and the last time. <laughs> yeah, at right? the Same time. Um, um, but, no, doing doing fantastic. And you know who else makes me feel fantastic, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? Oh, that'd be the good people at CommonSkew. You know, we just came off of a great event last week at SkewCon in New Orleans. And, and talking to members of that community always opens my eyes to all the great things that uh, the good people at CommonSkew do. And, you know, I was thinking about this as, as we talk about a lot of a, a lot of the things that CommaSQ does for their clients. It's not only just a game-changing software that mm. helps you run a better business. It really provides customers a modern experience with those project portals to help yeah. keep your clients in the loop and give them better order status visibility. How do you leverage that in your business, Kirby? You know, I this is
1: something that's pretty
0: new to CommonSkew
1: and definitely new to me. The idea of the portals is really just a way for, for the distributor to keep the end user in the loop all the way through the process. And I think, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about this. It reminds you of the Domino's Pizza Tracker. so that So it gives end users the ability to kind of say, oh, okay, where is my order at? And then sometimes see when they're the bottleneck in the issue. Oh gosh, the proof hasn't been approved. I can log in there and do that. And so from my perspective, that's a really big upgrade, and I'm really excited. You know, One of the things we need to do is educate our end users about it.
0: Yeah, no, no question. And so if you want to learn more, and by golly, why wouldn't you want to learn more about how CommaSkew can help you grow your business responsibly, go ahead and head over to commaskew.com slash unscripted. You're not going to be sorry you did. 100%. Whoa, did you just drop something over there? Yeah, I may, I may have uh, tried to make sure I
1: didn't not hit the DND button on my phone, and no. that wasn't as seamless as I'd hoped.
0: That's okay. <laughs> of course, I had to call it out. No worries. <laughs> All right, are you ready to broadcast at a... Maplewood. <laughs> I don't even know what that
1: is, but sure, either. let's do it.
0: All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start off. It's okay. okay. So we, we just talked about, you know, we spent uh, four or five days in New Orleans at SKU camp. We, we covered that last week. So I really don't want to talk necessarily about the event itself. What I'd like to talk about is how you how you experience re-entry after a mm. trip. Yeah. right i mean you come back yeah you, you you do your best to keep up with emails you do your best to uh, be present to uh, your work environment but you come back how do you get back in the swing of things and how do you reestablish your routine when you when you do that.
1: Oh, man. And, you know, I am such a big uh, believer in routine. And mm-hmm. so um, it's actually the thing I actually look forward to. It's like sleeping in your own bed, getting up at right. the normal time, all that sort of thing. Luckily, I've come back to a puppy, which destroys all routines. But uh, how do well, I get as well as most remote controls and anything else you leave on the floor. Exactly. So, um, you know, how do I get back into it? I think it's about taking the opportunity to really reconnect with the team. Um, one of the things I think we do pretty well is we do a morning meeting with sort of the production group. Um, and so that allows me to, to really quickly get re-engaged, um, obviously I think, you know, the we are very blessed with having some really good people on the team that kind of keep things rolling while I'm gone. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it's it's a matter of getting pro- proactive from my perspective as fast as possible, right? Because I think while you're on the road, what you're doing is reacting. The only thing you're doing when you're at a conference like that is dealing with emergencies, email, you know, things that are sort of reactive in nature. Right. And so from my perspective, the way to get back into it as soon as possible is you're going to have the reactive stuff. But the mm-hmm. the faster I can get into going, okay, I want to drive the bus, whether it's via sales, whether it's via looking at at cool things that I learned or things I want to implement from the conference, the faster I can get to doing that, the faster I feel like I get my arms around the week and the month, if that makes sense.
0: No, I totally get it. So I have a slightly different approach. Okay. So the last day I'm out of the office, that night when I get home Mm -hmm. after everybody goes to bed, I usually spend time really plowing through every email, trying to clean it up as much as possible. And then I try to make the next day, whatever day of the week that is, because I have a different routine every day in terms of what, what I do, You know, whether we record the podcast, whether I do some writing or whatever it is, I try to keep that day as pure as possible. So if I'm out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when I get back in the office that Thursday, I want it to be just like every other Thursday that I have. Right, yeah. Um, and so I really try to do what I can on that last day. Of course, you know, during the time I'm out, I, I stay up with things and I respond to email, like you said, you're reactive. You're not necessarily driving things, but you're present. I really try to clean everything up that night before, so that when I walk into the office that day, it's just like every other Monday, every other Tuesday, every other Wednesday, whatever yeah. day of the week it may be. I found that that helps me because yeah. if it, if I have it bleed over into that Thursday, for example, the, the that next day is shot too, and it takes me a couple of days really to do experience the reentry, and, and yeah. I just want to get it done and over with as quickly as possible. And I think it's interesting. We have pretty different approaches to that, and and I think there's probably a lot of different approaches, and none of them are right, none of them are wrong, they just are.
1: No, actually, it's funny, now that you say it, it, like, I probably, you know, in a lot of these things, I'm flying, right? Like, so, if I'm flying, then yeah, I tend to use that last flight, uh, it's kind of the same concept. I'm, I I have a little bit of me time and that's where I try to do exactly what you said. Because you're right, because it's like, if you come into the day and you've got 100 emails, well then the day is screwed, right? Yes. And so that's really good advice, is just trying to clear your inbox as best you can so that you can, well, get, essentially get back to being proactive, right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. So there you go, that was my number one topic today, Kirby. Do you have I, another topic you wanna to throw at us?
1: I do, and, and it's just, you know, it's, I told you before we started is I had a topic that, you know, is just more yep. small talk, but I just think it'll be a funny thing that you'll get a kick out of okay. has nothing to do with the industry. So one of the things that, uh, you made the comment, I think it was Josette who said that we were, what was it?
0: Both sides of a, a scrub brush. Yeah. So Josette bossy over at Bay state has made the comment that you and I are like a kitchen sponge. Okay. You, are, you are the yellow soft side, and I am the green abrasive side. And by the way, right now as she's listening to this, she is going, oh, my God, they're talking about me. This is awesome.
1: <laughs> well, so I want to I want to dispute this soft side uh, a little bit and not dispute it. But so I want to tell you, I, for the first time in my life, uh, 44 years, I was ejected from a soccer game. <laughs> um, just the other day. Very exciting. You became,
0: uh, you became that dad, didn't
1: you? I, I did. Uh, and um, so we were uh, on the road. Uh, it was a Saturday, I think it was, game. And it was one of those games that had spiraled out of control. Like, like the referees had, um, you know, it just got chippier and chippier mm-hmm. until it was, you know, it was just assault. Like right.
0: literally, you know, no, I've, and hey, I've been there I, and, I'm there now. these days.
1: And one of the things that I would say is when teams are really, really skilled, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily always lean on being physical, right? But the, but the less, um, uh, foot skills that a soccer team has, you can tell they tend to make up for it by being a little bit more physically aggressive. Sure. Um, well, both teams were pretty physically aggressive. Um, <laughs> uh, and, it got got worse and worse and worse. Uh, the other team, uh, the other team's coach got ejected mm-hmm. um, for stepping onto the field to check on a player who was hurt. Okay. Uh, um, which again it seems, it seems a little much, but okay. Right. Uh, you know, and then um, it got about ten minutes left in the game, and. Very physical. One of our players started to run toward the ball. A girl on their team grabbed her by the ponytail and yanked her down okay. <laughs> by
0: A the little, ponytail. A little aggressive.
1: <laughs> uh, it's actually assault. <laughs>
0: like, like That's
1: the kind of thing you press charges right. up. Our uh, coach um, pointed it out right like started yelling and saying hey you got you got to get control of this it's getting unsafe he I got red
0: carded I was about to say I have a feeling he didn't say it like that I don't think
1: No actually that's the thing he did that's okay. the, like it was both coaches were there was no obscenity there was okay. no berating it was like you got to get control of this it's not safe right and so that was the time that I yelled you know something about come on you got to be kidding me and he literally stopped what he was doing the ref stopped what he was doing looked at me I'm not saying that the ref had rabbit ears, <laughs> um, but he looked at me and I said, your number one job is to keep those girls safe. And mm-hmm. he said, we're not playing until that guy leaves. <laughs>
0: wow. Wow. So, so much for the soft side so, of the scrub brush. Yeah. So I'm going to take that at face value. So I'm going to accept everything you said as you told it, right? I'm not going to totally. change I went there. I, yep. so I accept 100%. I, I see both sides of it. Um, so, Drew Drew plays soccer. Sure. My, one of my sons plays soccer. He's a goalie. Yep. And, um, you know, he plays in a U-17 league, so it's bigger boys and physical and, and very, you know, and it gets chippy. It gets it gets to a point where it does get borderline unsafe. And yep. And the interesting thing is, though, Drew's also a soccer referee. Yep. And... Um, so it's very interesting to see it from both sides. You know, the, the, you're right. The number one rule or the number one goal is to keep keep the players safe. Yep. And, you know. I don't care if you miss an offsides call. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But in their defense, mm-hmm. they may have missed that hair pull. Now, you didn't miss it. And the coaches didn't miss it. But he may have missed it. Sure. Because, I mean, there's so much going on. Um. I, I don't know. It's one of those things of... You shouldn't have been red carded. You, you were saying something in an assertive way, which I'm going to assume you did. Yep. Saying, "Hey, Loud. your number one job is to make sure the players are safe and that no one gets hurt." Um, completely acceptable. Yep. You know, I think you know. In, in unfortunately, because there are parents that are far more aggressive and far yep. more, for lack of a better term, shitty yep. to the referees, I think sometimes they get a little trigger happy. Well, and to be
1: fair, I think there were some of those people who were sitting near me. Uh, and so at the end of the day, my guess is that referee thought I was the, the, that the voices that he heard were all coming from me, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. so he just, and so it, it, it was what it was, but I thought, it. I think most people around here were like, who got kicked out? <laughs>
0: No, I get that. Well, and and like I said, so Drew Drew plays on a travel team, and there is a parent on his team who he thinks he's the greatest guy in the world. And I'll tell you, he's the biggest tool in the world because (laughs) you know, again, they might be you know fifteen and sixteen year old boys, but they're still boys. Yep. And you know, they 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 collide hard. You know, girls' soccer is not much different. They collide hard. And he will scream, "Oh, come on! He's you're not, we're not Ronaldo! Come on, stop flopping!" And it's embarrassing. Yeah. And I found myself having to go over to him and say, "Hey, look, seriously, you need to dial it back." Yeah. And it's just you know I could go on for the next four hours about the ballad of youth (laughs) sports and how how my take on it, but I think I'll I'll leave you to be the abrasive side. I'll be the the soft, scrubby side.
1: Yeah. No, that's fair. I just thought you'd get a kick out of that.
0: Kirby! (laughs) Let's move it back toward the industry, if you don't mind. So, PPAI, um, last week was Advertising Week. When we were at SKU Camp, it was Advertising Week in New York City, and it's something Mm -hmm. that I think PPAI has done a really nice job with over the last couple years, um, being present and visible at Advertising Week. Um, In fact, I'd say from my perspective it's the most important outreach I think PPAI has done is to the advertising community at large about the value of promotional products, but that's not really what I wanna talk about, but okay. he's done a good job. So once again, Seth Godin was with Paul Ballantone, uh present CEO of PPAI, again extolling the virtues of our industry and our medium. I want to ask from your perspective. So I don't recall seeing this more than two, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. That's my recollection of it, and I could be wrong. Why do you think it's important that we that that the industry really connects with the advertising community at large, and what do you think it accomplishes?
1: Oh man. I like this is you got me queued up. I absolutely love this topic. So um, I actually think I agree with you that this is one of the most important things that we can do as an industry. I love that Paul Bellantone's there. I love that not only he's there, but he is taking a very uh, front facing sort of ambassador's role. Not only is he talking to Seth Godin, but he's talking to the Adweek team where they interviewed him about it and um, about the industry and about, you know, the power of it and he represented us i think extraordinarily well um so honestly thank you ppai thank you paul um I think it's crazy important. I think it's one of the things that that we have lacked doing as an industry for a long, long time. Um, I think being proactive about getting in front of, not only should we elevate the industry internally, right? As, as an industry, we need to do a better job of talking about what we do, right? right. We need to represent ourselves well, but we also need to, um, intentionally, proactively get into the the hearts and minds of the people who are making advertising decisions. Um, And just having that conversation in a way where they're like, oh, yeah, they should be top of mind for us. Because the reality of it is you and I've talked about this. We don't want to be as an industry or as an individual distributor. You don't want to be at the end of the conversation. No. You don't want to be at the end where they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. We need some shit to hand out for we got a thousand bucks left. We want to be at the front end when they're right. making those decisions, they're creating those campaigns and they're they are, you know essentially creating the entire advertising spend. We want to be at the front end of that. And these conversations and and Paul and PPAI representing us helps us do that. I I literally don't think there's a more important thing PPAI is doing.
0: Uh, And and I couldn't agree more. And, And the word you said that that I agree with the most is it's intentional. Yeah, um, it's it's targeted. It's intentional. It's hey, we're going to Advertising Week in New York City. We're spending money on this, and it's membership money, and it's obviously like, it's well from our spent. Perspective, well spent. Yes, and it's intentional to, again, you you eloquently crystallize my thoughts into words. So I don't want to be the redundant man of redundancy <laughs> on here, um, but it really is. Making sure that we as an advertising medium and promotional products are at the forefront of the discussion and not just the oh crap We've got a trade show next week. (laughs) What kind of crap are we handing out? I think I think the association has done a really nice job with the alignment with someone who is so respected in Seth Godin over the last four or five years Um, And it's been a pretty long relationship, you know with that with with Seth To really have someone of that stature help drive those conversations, and then you have Paul, who can be so eloquent when he uh, is in front of a crowd and really can speak to the value of what we do. And and when you really think about the fact that, you know, and this isn't a criticism of Paul, it's just a fact. Paul's never carried a bag. Paul's never walked into an office and sold writing instruments or uh, uh, USB chargers or anything. So Mm -hmm. for him to be as eloquent as he is and as passionate as he is and as persuasive as he is truly amazing. We couldn't ask for a better leader uh, for our association so hats off to PPAI hats off to Paul Bellantone hats off to uh, Keith Vincent and the entire marketing team uh, who came up with the Get in Touch program. Really important stuff that they're doing at Advertising Week And, and I think all the distributors and suppliers in our industry would say that they, they reap some benefits from that. So I, I thought it would be I thought it was important to bring up.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's really important to bring up. And then I think to spin it forward, we need to, you know, it, it needs to be the next part of that conversation is what do I do to help? Yep. Like, I actually really think that's super important because they took the first step. And then when they, you know, the get in touch or the promotional yep. products work week or whatever, we need, you know, look in the mirror and yep. go, okay, how do I take what they're doing and build upon it to help elevate the industry and elevate my business? So I, I yeah. think it's awesome.
0: Well, and I think that's where case studies come into play. And I think anytime, you can have a conversation of the value of of what promotional products can do whether it's from a philanthropy perspective a driving revenue perspective whatever perspective it is anytime you can have those conversations it's important so there you go love it Okay. Got, got one more before we roll into uh, filling in some blanks. I do, I do, and it's funny. I'm gonna
1: bring, you know, I'm gonna actually have an industry topic for a change. What? Uh, yeah, I know, crazy, right? Yeah. Well, what got me thinking about it was, I don't know if it's like this in your area, but in my area, there's just been a ton of Facebook, you know, like everybody's saying they've been hacked, and they, mm-hmm. I'm, I get my Facebook Messenger was filled up with people who, yes. you know, where they're like, Hey, it looks like I've got an invite from you. So if you could just grab this and forward it to everyone you've met, I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> it, whenever that's the thing, it's not real. Right. But so it rem, it actually made me think of an industry topic, which is like fake orders or hoaxes that you get um, as a distributor. You get emails, and I'm sure you had it happen when you were uh, on the distributor side, mm-hmm. where you get an email and they want two thousand USB drives, um, and they want a hundred thousand right. T-shirts or whatever, right? And I would say most of those, you're like immediately you can easily go, well, that's bullshit. Um, So, but I think there are some where they're a little bit more, um, uh, they sound a little bit more legit, right? Right. So I guess I want to ask you a, I mean, the obvious ones are you, Hey, I'll just delete it and move on with my life. But on those ones where you're just not sure, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: number one, I'm always curious why what are they trying to accomplish do you, do you know the answer to that are they trying to embezzle they're trying to get credit card information what, what's yeah. your take on that
0: yeah so generally what they're trying to do is get credit card uh, information okay. um, and that that's generally what they'll do so you'll get the emails of hey you know I want 2,000 USBs and that's usually the one that delete 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 yeah right. every once in a while even suppliers will get some and and I'm not going to say the supplier's name, but I know this for a fact that they were asked for power banks, mm-hmm. and it was I believe $35,000 worth of power banks. Wow! Everything seemed legitimate. They you know responded back, did a little research. Um, they had a website. Uh, they looked like they were a distributor in the industry. Again, due diligence was done. Probably not enough due diligence, and in and, and retrospect, but a, you know a cursory due diligence was done. At the last minute, the shipping location was changed.
1: Yes, right away,
0: and and that's what usually happens. And they have, so so a lot of times they want credit card information if it's for the USBs, lot. But if it's for the, um, a lot of times they just want the product, and they'll resell it. So yeah, okay. I actually misspoke. They don't want the credit card information because you're not giving credit card information for people to buy stuff from you. That's stupid. Um, so I wasn't thinking that through. But really what they want is the product. They want okay. the free product. Now they'll get what they'll. And the reason I kind of went off the credit card tangent because they will give you a credit card. Right. And it will be, it, you, you can authorize it. So everything f- seems legit. Right. Right. And you're not going to charge that card until it ships. And then the second it ships, um, the second it ships, that chart the, the charge won't go through. Right. And again, I don't know enough about the financial institutions and how all that works. But you'll if if you're a desperate enough distributor or in this case supplier, and, and they weren't desperate, but I mean if you hey it's a big order. Yeah. That for could sure. be a, that's a game changer this month or whatever yeah. it is. It can it can really feel again it can feel legitimate if you want it to feel legitimate, right? Right. Unless they're saying they're a, a prince and they're, you know, <laughs> right. $8 million in gold bullion they want to send you.
1: Yeah, no. It, and, again, I, it's, I've, I've run into enough where you're like, okay, obviously the ones that are, are hoax are a hoax, right. right? But there are a couple that you're like, okay. And, and, you know, from my perspective, when in doubt, you know, send it out. But I, I just uh, it was just really an interesting topic, I thought
0: yeah no I think it is and again you know it, it all appears legit the, the credit card information appears legit they'll, you can even get a PO from some of these folks and right they'll, they'll reroute the product and then it's just gone and so you're out you know a lot of money so it's it's here's the deal if it looks too good to be true folks it is is. (laughs) exactly but you know what isn't too good to be true kirby what's that bill that'd be the good people at gold star and they want to help shift your clients thinking from one color because who wants one color i don't do you no i don't even want two colors kirby no i want all the colors i want full (laughs) color i demand nothing less of course. full color. Yeah. And it's an easy way to add value and enhance your client's brand if you do shift that thinking from a simple one color design to a full color and multicolor decoration. And again, at Gold Star, hey, that's free of setup charges and run charges. So Gold awesome. Star, yeah, it is awesome. Gold Star has the latest collection of full color decorated writing instruments, including pencils, dozens of metal, plastic pen styles. They even have a complimentary line of full value priced stationery, full color stationery. I mean, what more could you want? nothing. Well, but what if you need mm-hmm. help designing oh. full color Kirby? There, but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> GoThru <Goldthrack laughs> can help with that simple color design themes that add a pop of color and flair to your client's designs. And they can cover vertical markets, seasons, holidays, events, even pumpkin spice. Oh, so, wow. if you, you know, they have a pretty amazing offer on their full color decoration. So, their latest item is the LNS uh, Elite Ellipse a softy metal pen with a stylus for only 99 cents on a C. That price includes full color jet decoration and always free ground shipping and never ever ever any setup charges. So if you want more information and download an unbranded flyer, so it's client safe, client friendly, go to goldstarpens.com/ln as in Nancy S as in Sam 99. You won't be sorry you did. Awesome, Kirby, are you ready to do some fill-in-the-blank? I'm excited. Now, I have a theme this week. Do you have a theme as well? I do. I do. My theme is competition and rivalry. (laughs) That's funny. So my theme is fans. All right. So this should (laughs) go well. So I'm going to go ahead and start. Okay. The competitor in your space, so the distributor that makes you want to do your best is... Um, can I ask a clarifying question? Sure.
1: Uh, is it does it have to be in like my region or can it be any place?
0: Um, I'm not going to answer that question, Kirby. Just answer the damn fill in the blank. <laughs>
1: Okay, um, I would say that the the distributor that I think of that makes me want to do better is Brand Fuel. Um, they're not specifically in my region, but I, I look at what Danny, Robert, and their team does, and they're creative, and they create experiences, and quite frankly, they give back. So those are all things that really resonate with my heart and my mind. And so, from my perspective, those guys, when I look and see what they're doing, I'm always like, oh man, I wish I'd have thought of that first. Um, so yeah, they do a great job. Excellent. Okay. All right. So, mine is is all about fans, right? So, we know you're a Cowboys fan. We know you're an Aggies fan. The team that you're most passionate about in baseball is
0: that'd be the greatness that is the texas rangers my friend i grew up in dallas texas and i was a dr pepper jr ranger at one time (laughs) and i've sat through many uh, really bad ranger teams when they played at the old arlington stadium which was cleverly uh, a really cleverly disguised toilet bowl Where the male men's bathrooms, so, so when, when the Rangers, the Rangers were the Washington Senators, and they moved to Texas in 1972, and their first manager was Ted Williams, by the way, but that's beside wow. the point, so they, they retrofitted an old AAA stadium and kind of, you know, put a few more, put more seating in it, but it was still a dump, I mean, it was just terrible. They had troughs in the bathrooms, that's how bad it was. So I've sat through so many bad Ranger teams, and and just four or five years ago, they were one out away from winning the World Series, and and it just didn't happen. It just wasn't their time. Uh, So I'm very—I'm not a huge baseball fan like I was growing up. I just don't have time for it. Right. Um, But I always pay attention to what my beloved Texas Rangers are doing, Kirby. Love it. Cool. Kirby, the greatest business rivalry of all time is blank versus blank. (laughs)
1: Of, uh, you know, I, the, the rule of this for me is I always uh, say whatever comes to my mind that first. Should, and this that's is exactly what it should be. And this is not the right answer. But what just popped into my head was Donald Trump and Mark Cuban. Uh, and okay. that is, I'm sure, not the best business rival of all time. But I am fascinated when, of course, um, the, the current president of the United States, but let's call on the business side of it yep. whenever he was called out by Mark Cuban, we are talking about the dueling of ginormous egos here. And and those two, I just find that entirely entertaining. And and the reality of it is, um, you know, they certainly had some success in one way or another in business as well. And so those two come to mind.
0: I I find it interesting because you could have gone, you could have gone Coke, Pepsi, you could have gone McDonald's Burger King, you could (laughs) have gone Nike, Adidas. Nope. You went Trump and Cuban, which is fascinating to me.
1: (laughs) Right. Again, first thing that pops into my head. All right. Yep. All right. So you were a swimmer. The swimmer you are the biggest fan of is...
0: Mark Spitz. Um, We're very old school. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, when I started swimming, I mean, he was the guy. You know, mm-hmm. I still remember the picture of him on Sports Illustrated that Michael Phelps uh, re- re- redid decades later of him at the Montreal Olympics uh, with, you know, seven or eight gold medals around his neck. You know, he had that huge, awesome 1970s porn stash <laughs> um I-, I thought Mark Spitz was the end all be all on swimming. Yeah. I-, I just always. Uh, admired his stroke Um, he was a very elegant swimmer and swimming if you really watch it can be a tremendously elegant sport Um, so yeah Mark Spitz love it Kirby the best rivalry in men's tennis was between blank and blank oh man the best was had to be McEnroe Borg Um,
1: uh, so and and you know this I'm a ginormous tennis fan and so I actually struggle with this because I think McEnroe Connors was interesting I think Agassi Sampras was super interesting just because but I think Borg and McEnroe was sort of the thing that that put the sport on the map because they were so diametrically opposed not only in style of play but style and personality they are exactly what you want when you want an individual sport rivalry right Um, and I I, not only and the other part of it and i think probably most important is you had all that stuff but they had amazing epic matches yep. right like there yep. are so many yep. times where we want to have these rivalries in any sport and they're not really a rivalry we've kind of created it in our head mm-hmm. McEnroe Borg was epic and so i mean the wimbledon matches are just oh, yeah. the stuff of legends so 100 percent, i think
0: that. well and i grew up a tennis fan too you know this yep. and i was a huge john McEnroe fan and, and, yep. and i I might I would have leaned toward Borg McEnroe um, the other one I, I thought you might go is uh, uh, Yvonne Lendl and Boris Becker I'm just kidding um, <laughs> okay. no but I remember I remember just those epic Wimbledon matches and I remember watching it with my parents because they were they were tennis players we're watching those in the morning you know, you know breakfast at Wimbledon
1: breakfast at Wimbledon just
0: yeah. so great so great awesome awesome go ahead you got one
1: so it leads very nicely into my next question because I knew you were a tennis fan when it comes yep. to tennis
0: yeah You get most excited to watch Um, a good women's match. I think women's tennis is far more interesting these days Mm -hmm. than men's tennis. Men's tennis is, for my money, these days, way too much about power, way too much about it. There's no serve and volley. Um, I enjoy a good rally. There's nothing better than two well matched competitors on a tennis court running side to side, and you know those eight 10 shot points are just amazing and is she gonna get it? Is she gonna get it oh my gosh she got it and they lobs it up and the next person smash i love that 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 to me and and unfortunately it just doesn't seem to happen in men's tennis these days every once in a while it does and um, we talked about uh, elegance a few minutes ago. I think men's tennis has really lost the elegance it had at one time because right. it's so much about power in the equipment. And it's I'm going to serve this ball right up your ass and you're <laughs> never going to be able to hit it. I mean, what, what are serves going at these days? One hundred fifty four hundred fifty six miles an hour.
1: It's crazy. Yeah,
0: it really is. So I, I think, you know, women's tennis is far more entertaining to me. Cool. So I look forward to that. Sweet. Kirby. The best rivalry in college football is between blank and blank. High <laughs> State Michigan. Oh, please. I mean, it's not even close. Like, okay. like
1: it's, it's the history of it. Now, I, I will give you, and, and in any rivalry, there's going to be hills and valleys, right? Mm-hmm. But but the thing that I would say is, and I go back to John Cooper. I mean, John Cooper, was his record in uh, coaching at Ohio State was fantastic. He didn't beat Michigan, so he got fired. He had a 90% win uh-huh. rate, uh-huh. Um, and so I think that, you know, rivalries now i mean by the way there's some amazing ones right sure. um so but you know obviously i am an ohio state fan so it's a fairly easy uh conversation mm-hmm. um past that um I, the one that pops into my head is probably because of uh, i'll give away my homer thing so high state michigan's and from my perspective number one number two pops into my head would have to be auburn alabama um i those are the two that it's so like it doesn't
0: what was that second one
1: Auburn and Alabama.
0: Auburn and Alabama. Okay. Yeah.
1: So again, I I think I like rivalries where it doesn't matter who the better team is. Right. Like you really don't know who's going to win because it, it's the Super Bowl of each season. So that's those are the two that pop in, in the, my head.
0: And you get the mediocre uh, sports commentator comments. Oh, when these two play, you throw out the records. <laughs> that's
1: right. That's exactly right. Do you have another one or are you done? I do. I have one more. Go. So outside or inside of the industry, mm-hmm. the business
0: person you are the biggest fan of is. Oh, Richard Branson, bar none. Mm, um, yeah. I love Richard Branson. His philosophy of you know he, he's a risk taker which I always admire um, you could say the same thing about Jeff Bezos but mm-hmm. I, I really admire Richard Branson because he's had many epic failures and he's mm-hmm. never let those failures define him but he's he's allowed those failures to define his company and make his company stronger and I love mm-hmm. that and I also love his philosophy of hey the customer is number one. Our employees are number one. And when you take mm. care of employees, they will take care of the customer. So for me, it's Richard Branson from Virgin. Love it. Easy. Cool. All right, Kirby, I got a little rapid fire for you. Okay. So we are talking about rivals. We are talking okay. about um, competition today. Okay. Now, again, you just pick one or the other. That's all you have to do. It's not hard. Just pick one mm-hmm. or the other. All right? Mm-hmm. You with me? Mm-hmm. I, I, I have heard you okay so these are rival football uniforms we are talking uniforms only okay Okay. all right so you just have to pick which uniform you like better are you ready i i guess so sure boston college or holy cross boston college michigan or michigan state michigan state usc or ucla uh ucla nice army or navy army arizona arizona state uh, Arizona State Auburn or the Crimson Tide from Alabama uh, Auburn Georgia or Florida Florida Indiana or Purdue Purdue Ole Miss or Mississippi State
1: Mississippi State
0: Notre Dame or Miami mm. Miami Ohio State or Ohio Wesleyan <laughs> <laughs> Ohio State Clemson or Florida State? Uh, Clemson. Baylor or Purple Baylor? And for those who don't know, that's the name of TCU, Texas Christian University. <laughs> in in Texas, we affectionately, affectionately call them Purple Baylor.
1: Okay, well then I'll go with Purple Baylor. You'll go with what? Purple Baylor.
0: Nice. LSU or Texas A&M?
1: <laughs> you know what? Texas A&M.
0: Okay, Arkansas or Texas A&M? <laughs>
1: I'll play on the home field. Texas A&M.
0: Texas or Texas A&M. Oh, come on. Texas. Hmm. <laughs> Texas Tech or Texas A&M. Texas Tech. Hmm. <laughs> Last one, Texas A&M or Texas A&M? Texas A&M. Very good. Katie. It wasn't that hard, was it? I, I think I followed the rules. Yeah, Sort of. But you know who doesn't follow the rules, but it's a good thing that they don't. It's the good people at Skew. They didn't follow the rules and do run their distributor uh, business. Mark and Catherine Graham did not run sleeve the way everybody else ran their distributor business. They created a software platform to help them run their distributor business. And then they decided to open that up to everybody in the industry. And they have done a wonderful job. We talked earlier about the project portals that keep your clients in the loop and give them far better order status visibility than they've ever had before in this industry. If you'd like to learn more how working and partnering with SKU, can help elevate your distributor business. Go ahead, and go to unscripted.com or not? Maybe not unscripted.com because we don't own that domain. Let's try that again. <laughs> Why don't you go to commonskew.com/slash/unscripted? Learn more about the platform. It's the people, it's the platform, and it's the investment they have in your success. You won't be sorry you did. A hundred percent, Kirby. I hope you have a great day. It was good speaking with you as always.